Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Mind Numbing Boredom. Wait, correction, another episode of the Overload series. I'm your host, Basil, and I'm the one who's going to be getting you through this whole series. Yes, you're stuck with me, but not this episode. We have three guests coming on the show today regarding the outtake subsystem people are Reese Nolan and Josiah. They're great people. I love working with them. And to get a both double dose, we have both manufacturing, which is Reese and Nolan, and programming, which is Josiah and me. We're both good. We're all going to talk about our experiences, what we do, what we like to do. And, you know, talk about there's some stories. So we're going to share some stories, weird stories, I guess, embarrassing stuff. So let's get to the interview. Touching hands, reaching out, touching me, touching you. Sweet Caroline, good times never seem so So, welcome to our interview process. We're here with the outtake. We've got three people here. Two people couldn't make it, but oh well. You work with what you got. But we do have the sub-team leads here. So, Nolan, you want to take it? Yeah, I'm Nolan Burma, and I'm the co-lead for outtake. Um, I'm Reese G, and I'm the other outtake co-lead. Then we have one of our sub-team members. Sai, you want to introduce yourself? Sup, I'm Josiah, I'm a programmer. Yeah, I was yeah. like so inclined to say a joke between you two, but then I like refrained from it. <laughs> I want to hear the joke now. What is it? No, it's fine, it's fine. It's in the, it's what I've been saying in the Discord, but then, you know, they don't, those two don't like it. Mm, no, I see. not those. Yes, so mm. go ahead, go ahead. I don't, I don't want to interfere mm. in your monologue. I guess, start from the beginning, when the sub-teams were formed, I knew who were who was on my sub team except Basil. Basil, we always had he would always drop in to like our Zoom meetings and be like, "What's up, guys?" And we'd just be so confused and why is he why he's there? And I I sort of I don't know. That was just that I was, was a weird. ghost first, and then yeah, I became, you were the ghost first. Then I became a memory, and then I was like mm-hmm. permanent, and they were all very disappointed. So, so wait a minute, if you were a ghost, does that mean your skin was transparent when you were in the meeting? <laughs> Yes, yes. Ah. That's why I was then, you would you would see me one and then like like I was gone and then you know. You like slowly transformed into intake over time. It's weird. Oh. Yeah. I don't even know what I'm like part of. So mm-hmm. let's focus on outtake. So regarding you, outtake. Seal, you literally just do everything like at this point. You drive these two. Well, I'm helping with it. I'm just trying to you know, I don't know what to say. Yeah. I'm trying to make myself he's look. All, he's an all-rounder. I'm not an all-rounder. I have so many flaws. But regarding outtake, I know there's the shooter and there's the turret. Yeah. So what does the turret do, Reese? Okay, let me get this straight. The turret is the one on top, right, Nolan? I still think <laughs> oh it's the No, the turret's the industrial. Okay, no. so if you know what a lazy Susan is, then um, that's basically what the turret is. So it's basically just like a big 
industrial lazy susan that's what one of our mentors jeff that's what yeah. he called it so it just spins and it basically rotates the shooter which sits on top of it and so it rotates the shooter in order for it to aim properly with help from the limelight and also driver input yeah uh desaya what's the limelight well, you want to talk about the shooter Nope. You didn't even give context for the limelight. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, that's what I was. Go for it. Yeah. You do it. <laughs> All right, fine. So basically, our turret has a thing called a limelight on it, and it's this cool camera that can tell you the angle between, um, between like where the where the camera is facing and like a target. So it is, it like projects this light, and then the light bounces off this tape, and then when the when the camera picks up the light it'll tell you an error of where, it'll tell you an error of of where the camera is to where the camera would need to be to directly face the reflected light. And so you can use that in software, you can use that to like rotate the turret so it's more in line with the target so you can shoot balls easier. It's pretty cool, it's pretty cool. Yeah. I, I mean, if you've seen the limelight, just, out of context of what we're talking about, when you have the limelight in your hand, for please, for heaven's sake, don't point it towards your eyes. If you want to keep your eyes, first of all, if you hate your eyes, then go for it. Like blind yourself with the blight, blight, bright green light. And, you know, I mean, you I want to get that, that sweet, sweet gaming rig. You got to set up a, like two limelights. Just put them in your, put them in your PC case. Trust me, all, all, everyone will think you have just the most epic LEDs that record people, trust me. You know the LED lights that people put like in the corner of their room or like on the side of their desk? Can yes. make a bunch of those out of limelights. It's expensive? That would be yes, the just... most expensive. <laughs> See, now no one can go in your room because your eyes will have been so adapted to the, to the limelight, i.e. you're blind and you've learned how to not see. So when people go into your room, they 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 won't be able to handle it because now they can't see but you're used to it so it's an easy win yeah all introverts out there be uh glorious <laughs> well anyways <laughs> no, just it's all up to you no uh, yeah and uh i was gonna transition into like what the limelight does on the shooter like it like just i explained it's mainly used for like aiming uh, for the shooter, but yeah, so it's mainly used for aiming for the shooter, and the the shooter is the thing that sits on top of the turret. And when the limelight has, when the limelight's located, like at the target, the shooter can rotate to that uh, specific angle, or like, or get the sp uh, speed to shoot the ball at that angle, and make it in the the target yeah that was yep. a bad explanation but yeah that was a pretty good explanation i think you did pretty well and uh anything we're missing from the outtake oh yes so regarding technical expertise i know we haven't gone to the hangar much so the hangar is the place where we actually manufacture and make our do a, the actual building but like virtually right now how are you how are you guys making or doing manufacturing virtually um so we've basically just been doing 3d models or as we call it like a lot of people 
I'll also call it CADS, which just um, is an acronym for computer aided design. So we've just been doing, we've just been CADing and modeling our outtake from there or our system from there. So it's been pretty interesting because it's weird to like virtually make something without actually like touching it. I don't know. It's just like a, it's very imagination driven, but I, I think it's like worked out pretty well given the circumstances. So yeah. Given the circumstances, the robot breaks. Uh, <laughs> suicide the robot into the wall. I mean, who wouldn't want to see that? We could. We could. We should actually. You know those like egg drop tests you do in like fifth grade? Imagine yeah. doing that with like a robot. You know? Protect an egg inside the robot. No, you've seen those like uh, videos on YouTube, like those guys like go up on the tower. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And they yeah. just like drop stuff on a trampoline or like something else or on the yeah. like, sand. Yeah. I think like, oh, like the purple mattress time. commercial. It's like oh, they, yeah, they yeah. drop the egg onto the onto the the mattress and like the egg doesn't crack. But then like you drop yeah. it onto some other mattress and the egg cracks. That should be <laughs> next year's robot challenge. Yeah. Like the sturdiest one. I mean at that jump. point you don't even have to like all you don't even have to add like any kind of hardware at all. All you really need is like a beam and you call that your robot and you just drop it and it doesn't break and it's like yeah. <laughs> well that's 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 playing the system yeah yeah find those loopholes well Josiah regarding the outtake I know hardware wise it's you hardware wise we have the shooter and turret but programming wise what do we use to how would I say implement the turret and shooter in code like what types of like Something what you would of, do with types that. of hardware? Oh. What types of stuff would you do? Essentially, the way uh, FRC would like you to do it is something called command-based programming. So, the way it works is you is you have your you have subsystems in a file. You we use our team uses Java, so we use like we use .java files. And we use a for to get into some technical programming stuff. You'd use a class, and you would call the the subsystem, the name of the class, and you would extend a class called subsystem base. So the subsystem has all the properties, like the name of your class now has all the properties that a subsystem has. So you can write it like a subsystem. And then with the command, a command will run on a thing called the command scheduler. So you, we, you would push a button and when you push a button on your controller, the control pushing that button will run a command. And then that command will run methods in your subsystem. And then after the command is done, it will end. It's kind of like, think about it like an event in a sense. It's kind of like that. You push a button and then something happens. The commands are also in their own files, their own Java files you would use the command, you would extend the command base class, and then you would write your command with, um, you would use the execute method and that method would run your command and do everything. And then the command would end. Right. So one of the things we're doing this year is true story from last year. I don't know if you and Nolan and Reese want to pitch in. 
we burned 775 Pro Motors on our shooters, right? Yeah. Last yeah. year. So I don't know the full story. I don't know if you guys want to elaborate, you know. The balls, the balls would keep getting caught. So the way our, the way the, our outtake works is we have a flywheel and we spin the flywheel and that will launch the ball. The ball was getting caught. So we weren't able to launch the ball at the flywheel and that would, uh, that would break the motor and burn it. Yeah, that was, that was a very sad funeral we went to three times last year. I wouldn't say it's a funeral, more like get a fire extinguisher and take, put it out. Was there a three fire? Times? I thought yeah, it happened three times. It melted though. It oh, melted. Like... Yeah, okay. So not a fire. I thought it was a fire. Yeah. Well, this year we have an upgrade. We have the Falcon 500s. And yeah, even that 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 name sounds really cool in itself, but the thing is like being FRC robotics kids, we're like it's not only cool, it's like it has a lot of capabilities of keeping itself from getting destroyed and burning up. So it yeah. has a lot of internal limitations. It's like if you tell it to fully throttle itself, it won't it won't let you do that. Because it's smart enough to be like it's smart enough to tell itself not to do that because it knows it will burn up. And one of the things that Falcon 500s have is, is that they have their own speed controllers and encoders with them. Like in FRC, you usually have motor. A motor is usually just a hunk of metal, which just spins with magnets. But a speed controller is the thing that sends it how much voltage, how it should spin, where should it spin, gets all of the controlling hence in the name speed controller and this year we don't have that because Falcon 500 it's an upgrade and what it also does is gets rid of like unnecessary wiring makes everything simplified especially for our team wiring is a nightmare and no one wants to do it so that's another thing um regarding outtake um I know we've talked a lot about it but regarding how we are distributed as a team. I know when we go back to the hangar, we're doing something different for building things, but then regarding um, tools, uh, I know last year you guys more and more hands-on, well, because of COVID this year. So last year, like what tools did you guys use? Like in what ways did you use it? Um, oh, yeah. We had the horizontal bandsaw, which is just like, you know what a bandsaw is, and it's that, but instead of you like, instead of you moving the piece that you're gonna cut, you move the blade. So it's just a big cutter. And so we use that to cut stock, whether it be aluminum stock or hex stock. I think we had a, I forget the name of it. I think it was just a smaller bandsaw. It wasn't horizontal. I think it might just be a bandsaw, but we had that yeah, too, where you, mm -hmm, where you just move the piece that you're cutting instead. We also have the drill press, which is exactly what it sounds like to drill in holes into the stock where they were not already. And we also had the typical power tools, like a, you had the hand drills? What's the name for that? Hand drill. Hand drill? Okay, okay. I thought there's something else. And then the, there's the other one. I'm so rusty with this, the impact driver. Mm -hmm. And then I think there might be what some What was the thing things. called 
where you like put pressure and then like breaks but like i hit you remember i don't know i think no one was there remember when hearted brought that new the rivet pressure? gun the rivet gun right yeah mm. i forgot about that yeah true story i punched myself with that thing so what how <laughs> <laughs> nolan do you remember when i mm. i think you were there so hearted mm. brought like a new river gun and you squeeze it at the top like this mm. like i'm trying to show on the video but then oh, the thing yeah. is the thing is i pushed so hard and my face was right here my hand slipped and i punched myself yeah so, so very unfortunate but you know stories to tell and i don't know if you guys have any outtake stories especially relating the names for the outtake if you guys want to Oh, oh yeah. like the names on the robot? No, the names oh, the for outtake? the outtake, specifically the outtake. Trebuchet, oh, yeah. Ohio. Yes. Trebuchet, Ohio. <laughs> what so, is the I'll, history behind that? I want to. I'll explain the Ohio part. Um, okay, okay. So, in when we were the, the system we were making last year, we had four pieces of polycarb, and I labeled each of them on the top right corner inside outside inside there's four pieces in total and one of the one of our manufacturing members pointed out that when you put it all together it looks like ohio it's spelled it looks like it spells out ohio so we just called it ohio like as a last name mm. can i explain that trebuchet yeah. part right sure i so i'm going to talk a little bit more about the ohio because i don't know how it got that way but the eye got like rotated so it looked like an mm. H. So yeah. that's like how it, it was Ohio and I just O-I-I-O. But with Trebuchet, I remember it was, I think it was me, Nolan Hearted, and Sean. I don't know if anyone else was there that day, but we were just in the designing and we were just in the brainstorming stage. It was like the first or second day of like actually working on the outtake. And so we were just like discussing and like humoring all of the different options we had. I think we had catapult, we had trebuchet, we had normal outtake ideas like the um, like a ramp and then flywheels in the center. And but we were all really caught up in the trebuchet because that is such a big safety hazard because trebuchets need like a counterweight and it just like would be so impractical. So we were just like joking about it and it really just stuck. So. We just named the trebuchet and then the Ohio came along. So we're like, okay, trebuchet Ohio. It's more like a lucky charm for you guys. Yeah. That would be so cool though. You get to have like medieval style robots. Battle pods. <laughs> Battle pods launching trebuchet, launching stones at each other. <laughs> yeah. Awful. This time we're shooting balls at the speed of 20 miles per hour. Hope it doesn't hit you. So I doubt catapult very interesting i don't know there's there was a frog also right on the side of the oh yeah, oh, yeah. i was just drawing on the side yeah. of it. and then i think we also like it started out to only be like outtake who signed it but then we like i think we got everyone to sign the side of the outtake and it was really cool because it's like a clear piece of plastic and then you'd look closer and you'd be like oh what are those black smudges and you'll look even closer and they're like the team signatures i thought that was like a very nice unifying part of the team that was a good touch yeah um what else do we want to talk about wow i went through really fast 
But um, regarding the team, I know we all have specific stories, and I don't know if anyone wants to tell any stories about the team. Do you guys? Oh, I have a story actually. So back in March when the whole COVID thing started and like lockdown, we were at competition. And one of the great things is about competition in our team is that something has to go wrong. And what, the thing that went wrong for us is that the vehicle that was transporting our robot broke. Did it break mm-hmm. or the wedge got stuck or something, right? Wait. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, the trailer? Yeah. Yeah. The, the hook between the car and the trailer was bent. Like the uh, the trailer hook was bent in the car's like towing, towing hook. Yeah. So that was stuck like the whole night and we tried to free it and it just didn't work. And then uh, we were just there the whole night. And I remember uh, we tried to like lift it up using a hydraulic press. Mm-hmm. And this should, it should have made sense back then, but I didn't realize that hydraulic press had water in it. It makes sense now because hydro and hydro is water. But I, I took off the, I took off like a cap or a screw thing, and so much water just spilled out. And I realized that that's what makes it lift up using the water's like uh, the surface area and everything, the volume. Yeah, and it was. Oh, so nice Josiah time. wasn't there. So Reese and Alan were there. So I think Josiah, I don't know if you've heard this the first time or not, but so night goes by and then day comes around and it's March 13th. And we all know March 13th being the day when everything shut down. And the thing was that we were at competition in our hotel, getting ready to go to compete. We all come down to eat breakfast. Then like I come with the news that the competition is like canceled and everyone was just like dead eyes like we freaking hate you and i was like i'm just <laughs> you know those you know those i don't know um tv shows where, where they just say i'm the messenger and don't yeah. hate the messenger so that all happened but our plan was that the competition would go by and we would fix the problem from last night however the day after competition is canceled so we have to go home the same day so we have to figure out that problem. So I don't know, Reese, you want to talk about how we actually fixed it? Because, you know, we have a video. But... Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm going to talk about like when you told us that competition was canceled. I remember Pollock and I were in the bathroom getting ready and we were just like, <laughs> we were talking smack about you because you're like, yo, doesn't even know what he's talking about. <laughs> there's no way that's actually canceled but then we're like oh no it actually is but anyway so the way that we fixed our trailer was that i think it was ollie who had the grand idea to actually i don't know how the like trailer hook actually works but we got it unstuck by like i think it was five of us going into the trailer and just jumping up and down and just getting it and using that um what is it pressure to get the suspension yeah, whatever it is, I don't know the like mechanics behind it, but that got the hook, that that got the trailer thing unstuck, and so it was a pretty memorable memorable day. So wait, that. you said that the uh, you said it was like March thirteenth when it was canceled. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that's like two days. Now. That's two days before the Ides of March, dude. 
The what? The Ides of March is like the middle of March. Oh. Oh. Like this thing, uh, I remember hearing about it on like this one, um, this one YouTube video about uh, Julius Caesar. And then I looked at, I literally looked it up like just now and it says, um, it was marked by several religious observances and was notable for, for the Romans as a deadline for settling debts. COVID, <laughs> our, our, debt was, our, our debt was, our debt was we were not, yeah. Our debt was that we weren't treating the, the earth right. I guess we got smacked in the face for that reason. Yeah. We, it's two people talking, it's very confusing. Yeah. So, yeah, that was another story. Um, I don't know, we were in the trailer, I remember, because I was inside it also. We heard a huge snap, right? It was like, it's like something breaking really hard. And then, I don't know who found the piece oh, yeah, that I broke. One. You do? I think she froze. Um, yeah. Oh, oh, we're getting her back. Everyone pray. I think she's back. Oh. All right. Well, she's fixing that. We can talk about uh, when we got back. Actually, what? it's a story about Nolan. Um, Nolan, we had water bottles with us, and Nolan being like the amazing. Um dude <laughs> he, he thought it was smart actually i don't know what was going through your head that time but he took like all the bottles in like a bucket then he went to the grass that's in front of our hangar and just started dumping water into the yeah. grass <laughs> that seemed like the most logical thing yeah i mean don't don't waste water it's one of our team's main objectives oh yeah also. wasn't that like your 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 safety thing wasn't yeah. it just yeah, that was like drink water? That was your entire safety thing. And it won. So yeah. water, wa every, so, don't diss on water. It's like, you need it. Speaking of March 13th, actually, that's coming up. It's gonna, that's coming up in like four days. One year anniversary of quarantine. Yeah, one year anniversary of COVID ruining everything. <laughs> one year anniversary of actual ingenuity of breaking things to make it work, so. Oh, invasive maintenance? Yep. Yeah. Reese, what, you had something. It was just, okay, so there was a senior last year on our team. His name was Enrique. He was a very eccentric guy. I miss him a lot. He was really funny, but I remember, Nolan, did he smash his phone first or his computer? I think it was his computer. <laughs> he just came up to me one day and he had a, it was either a crowbar or a mallet, but he had one in his hand and he was like, watch this. And then he just smashed his computer and he was like, it's still fine. And then the day after that, he had an old phone. And so he just smashed that too. And I have the videos, I can send it later, but I yeah. just, <laughs> I miss him a lot. So like, what, do you like just smash his stuff to like, to show off or do you smash his stuff no. to make them work? I think he just did it to be funny, but it, it was actually really funny because he smacked his phone like dead in the center and it just cracked. The whole screen just cracked. Yeah, because like he then. got a new phone anyways. But so yeah, eventually, like yeah. Two years yeah. There are places, right, where you can just pay and you smash things and then like just for fun, right? Yeah, yeah it's for like anger management. Right? Yeah, you, they give you a hammer and then there's like just things you just- It actually like, seems fun. Cars, you've got, 
Yeah. Dude, I'd love to like drive a monster truck on a car. That'd be so cool. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I would love, I wouldn't want to, you wouldn't want to be in the car, but. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> like being in a monster truck and just driving over stuff. That sounds so much fun. I mean, you can drive over people. I mean, legally. Legal, I don't. Yes. I don't. I don't got a good lawyer, so I, I don't have the money for a good lawyer. So I can't like infinitely stall the court system in America. You know, mm, that's all. That's true. all it is in America. It's just you just throw money at a problem and it'll solve it eventually. Yeah. Okay. So I know you guys been saying the meeting's gonna end. I'm sorry. It's not premium. I'm. I, I'm not wealthy. So either you guys wanna. If you got, you guys have anything more to talk about, that's what I'm gonna ask. <laughs> the, the zoom timer is funny because it like the font like compressed when it said a minute and one second oh okay. <laughs> that was hilarious so if you guys don't have anything to talk about i know we are all introverts we want to be left to ourselves introverts being introverts you didn't tell us about this uh no we, we i'm gonna dox you now i'm gonna get that server ip no. <laughs> no.